With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Si eras de los que tenían todos los álbumes familiares en la sala o de los que guardaban toda la música en CDs, eras un genio y no lo sabías. Con Lenovo lleva tu ingenio a otro nivel, porque con nuestra familia de computadores IdeaPad, todos tus archivos multimedia tienen el rendimiento y potencia que necesitas. Encuéntranos en los principales almacenes de cadena del país. Well, well, I welcome to uh, the Super League Awards 2021. Like I told you I'd do that. Yeah. Simon Johnson liked my tweet when I said that. Did he? He's like the, the top man at the Rugby Football League. He's been on this programme. Was he sniggering when he Well, was? I don't know. He, he, he liked it by mistake, obviously. Um, welcome. Welcome, one and all, uh, to the pre-grand final extravaganza. I think we've all turned up in beige jumpers, which is great. Green. Neutral. Blending into the background. John Davidson is back in studio for the first time in a while. Soon to um, be deported. <laughs> Hashtag deport Johnny Davidson. If you've not seen that, by the way, listeners, viewers, I I I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to say. It is grand final week. We're We've excited. Posted bail. He's here. Um, Pretty Patel. He's not aware that he is here. So that, that is the uh, the good news. As soon as she does find out, should we should we talk about Penrith first before we get into anything else? Because you know. I'm, John's Australian, he'll have watched it and everything. Um, Penrith Panthers, Phil Gould's favourites. Five-year plan that took ten years, yeah. Well, <laughs> here we got a five-year plan, it's binned after two, so... Um, What's the plan? What is, it, what is the plan? Souths didn't win, which we're all disappointed about, because you know, they've got I'm not. one bird just left, I think, so... How's Sam doing on uh, reality TV in Australia? Um, well, I think he was in Thailand watching it with his old mate Rusty. Uh, and I think one of the funniest things the grand final, apart from anyone who didn't see it, um, I'm just doing a round of social media, Jonathan Thurston's interviewing techniques. <laughs> After the game where he forgets to put the microphone to the players now. Um, which goes to show... And the director shouts pun- down his ear yeah. and you can see his face go. Yeah. Shows oh, working in the media is harder than perhaps some ex-players think. Um... But uh, yeah, Russell Crowe, I think he has the tendency to uh, tweet the full score after games. When Souths win. 
Yes, still waiting. But no, no, in all seriousness, what a, what a game. Um, I thought it was... I really didn't care who won um, as a Manly fan, although I, I did want the Panthers to win. But um, fantastic contest. Went down to the last tackle, didn't it, the last set. Thought Adam Reynolds was going to kick that from the sideline because he's such a fantastic Or kicker. even a two-point drop goal. Well, he did, yeah, yeah, that was the other. Which, um, which he went for. But the intercept... Uh, and then Cody Walker pretty much made up for it, setting up the, the final try. Yeah, I just thought it was a, a fantastic game. You know, there wasn't really any refereeing issues, which is which is a rarity. Um, if anyone remembers the Canberra Roosters six again and other games, um, just tough and physical. The defence was was at the forefront, and um, yeah, I thought a, a fitting end. Obviously, not for Wayne Bennett and Benji Marshall, but a fitting end for the for the Panthers, who obviously lost last year and. The redemption. Massively entertaining game, even though it was a low score. And again, proving that if you have both sides of the coin right, mm. it's a, it's an incredibly gripping watch. Um, I, I, I think one of the best games I've seen this yeah. season. Just, I mean, again, you can't base everything on stats, but if your highest intensity game is your last game of the season, you've got something right. <laughs> Definitely. Um, some real superstars to watch out. We've been talking about Stephen Crichton all year, and you know, he, he again looked world class. It'd be, it'd be great as and when he comes over and plays for Samoa against England in the World Cup. Um, the Cleary story is amazing. That the last time Penrith won, it was a, a father and son combination, and it has been again this time. Um, Jerome Luai is just one of the characters of rugby league. Mm. Brian Toto proposing to his girlfriend <laughs> yes. on the final Don't get whistle. that every great final, do you? Well, well and what also, would lost? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm not marrying you. Here's your ring. Yeah. Fuck her off. If I'm getting a ring, you're getting a ring. Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting a ring. Okay, forget it then. Uh, but that was great television, yeah. great drama. Um, and, and, and clearly, I think... Um, what we got was everything we would hope that we're going to get this weekend, that the two best teams... I mean, again, Melbourne probably deserve <laughs> except to, except deserve Melbourne, to be yeah. there across it. But, but the yeah. two best teams over the playoff series produced an absolute classic yeah. on the final night of the season. Um, and, and, and I loved it, because like you, I, I didn't have a horse in the race and uh, could just sit back and enjoy them belting the hell out of each other. Yeah, I think it was a fitting, um, as you said, Melbourne were probably... However many games they won in a row, what was it? 19. Yeah, it was equal to record. But the fact that Penrith beat them, it was fitting that, you know, that they were the best team. Um, And again, it prolongs this idea that the salary cap brings you different winners more often than it doesn't. Yeah. And clearly, you know, Melbourne have been exceptional and they've won it more times than perhaps they should have done, which says more about them, I think, than the salary cap. But overall, again, we've now had, what, first time since 2003 that Penrith have won it and you're going, you can celebrate that as a sport. The television viewing figures, I gather, have been astronomical for for the grand final and I know that's partly because people from Sydney couldn't go so mm. they, they had to watch it on the telly. Yeah, it was at some court. But um, the atmosphere looked great, all the... You'll know better than I will who, who the people were that were performing in the pre-game, but that looked good to me. I don't know who they are. Ian Moss, formerly a member of Cold Chisel, there you go. Jimmy Barton, uh, Australian band. Let's, yeah. But it was good, <laughs> and, and again, all of the cultural awareness before the Billy Idol wasn't allowed in, obviously, with COVID. It was good. I loved it. it I, I yeah. thought the standard was brilliant. I think, I think the, the interesting point, as you mentioned, about um, Penrith, and the, they are a development club. Yes. Uh, I think the common stat is... Whether it's amateurs or what, there's more there's more people playing rugby league yeah. in the Penrith area than there is of all of England. So they've always had 
great local juniors. They've yes. always produced a lot of players, but they are a they're not a heavyweight, and they've never been yeah. a heavyweight. Was it of, thirteen out of their seventeen had come through their yeah. own system, which if, is just ridiculous. And if not from that area, you know the Mount Druid area, Penrith, Blacktown, Light, the Luais, the Tyos, they've come. They've joined the club as teenagers from country from Dubbo, yep. um, Isaiah Yo, those kind of players, and all played in the under 17s, the under 19s, the yes. under 21s, all together. Uh, and they just have that bond, and There's it really shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it shows, you know, to invest in your own local, you know, your own academy, your own youth, it, it does pay off. And Souths were great, you know, real yeah. worthy opponents. Yeah, Again, a fabulous story. Um, I, I, yeah, we talk about Wayne Bennett and his influence, and, and we may well joke about, you know, him being a Clint Eastwood lookalike, and the age of seventy-one, he never smiles, he never gives it. But it's another fantastic story to take a club that very few had predicted before the season started would be in a grand mm. final to within a drop goal away from at least taking it to extra time. Um, no, it was it was brilliant, particularly it, without it was Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, and if you look at them, you yep. know, the last couple of years they've lost Sam Burgess and Greg Inglis, two probably yep. all-time greats. Absolutely, and yeah, they've managed to, to stay at the at the top. So yeah, no, I think one thing Benji Marshall, you know, what a fantastic player he's been, you know, for the Tigers for New Zealand for all these clubs. Yeah, a little bit sad perhaps that someone couldn't entice him to to play out of season super because I think he would. He's it's one not, of those players it's not people would the realms be. Of possibility, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he re- and I reckon he's got another season Wakefield. in him. Wakefield, yeah. Well, well he was supposed to go to Lee at the start of the season, wasn't he? If you believe yeah. you know, nonsense. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I, don't, Do you know I think he, he likes his he, contracts being. He is the kind so, no. of signing that Wigan should make. I'm no doubt we'll talk yeah. about um, their yeah, new coaching appointments and the fact that Lee Breers is on their staff, which is great because the only thing I ever wanted was Lee Breers to stay in the game. Mm. And if they are going to um, play with any degree of uh, attacking flair, then Breers is the right guy to have behind the scenes. But if he was to be able to work with a Benji Marshall type player, even if it's for just one year, clearly we're going to have got financial issues the same as everybody else. But mm. if you're going to make a statement signing and you're investing for one year only, mm. I'd go for Benji. Well, I think I think Benji's the kind of signing, much like a Sonny Bill Williams, and for anyone who's seen Sonny Bill Williams in rugby union as a pundit, Benji is probably... 50 times better as a pun and doesn't use the word bro in every sentence which is a plus um, he's a media you know he, he's on yeah. Fox Sport, uh, Fox League and he, he's really well spoken and I think the media would lap him up he's an intelligent guy yeah. he knows the game so I think there's benefits as well as you know whether he was c- coaching kids on the side or you know no, I think um, if you're losing Jackson Hastings and you could bring in Benji Marshall for just one year mm. to work under a new coaching well, team he's a grand final winner he's a world cup winner um, I'd be tempted yeah. Yeah. Go with the Catalans. That Ian. Hello, Ian. Inside <laughs> Benjima. Good, good, good replacement for James Maloney. He's obviously <laughs> his last game of a much storied isn't, career. Isn't well, Mitchell Pierce um, linked with the Dragons? Mitchell, as I understand it, Mitchell Pierce, uh, Wigan are a club interested, but I think Mitchell Pierce, the salary he'll command, um, I think he'll have offers in the NRL. I think he wouldn't be looking to leave at this point. I think it's very unlikely he'll be in Super League next year. Not. Impossible, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be betting on it. I think he'll, if not Ash Taylor, Newcastle. Ash Taylor. Yeah, not of the same pedigree. Um, but but clearly, uh, be a wise investment. For, yeah, for super, he can, he can super play. Local. Yeah, I mean, he was hailed as the next big thing in halfbacks a few years ago for, for mm-hmm. Queensland at the Broncos. It hasn't really worked out well for him, but 
um, certainly got some some skill. It's good to see that they, because uh, obviously the NRL, the superior competition to Super League, but they brought in one of Super League's great innovations of teams wearing similar colours. Why, why couldn't other teams <laughs> wear white shorts? Why did why did South have to wear the evil bunny as opposed to the nice bunny? Why? why, why? Lord Sugar was behind South. Yes, he was. I saw that. Is that is well, he a mate of old Rusty's? Or? Well, well, he's been out there doing Celebrity Apprentice. Cause it's on BBC One when the Super League show is supposed to be on. I think the funny thing with Russell Crowe is whenever. Particularly when he when he bought South late noughties, any kind of celebrity friend is. So he brought Tom Cruise to a game. He brought Pamela yeah. Anderson, Snoop Dogg. You know, um, so they're just all. I mean, the really only real proper celebrity fan is Hugh Jackman, who is an actual Manly fan. Well, and Thomas Keneally. Yeah, he's probably not as well known, Manly except for one. except for those who are you know. Readers, but yes. Lord Sugar's uh, social media game would fit in with uh, many Australians in the NRL. Clive James was a St George fan. He was, yeah. yeah Cobra. Cobra, yeah. yeah. Um, just, just naming <laughs> celebrities <laughs> who like rugby league. Australians who like rugby league. We haven't got any. We haven't yeah. got any. Michael but, um, Parkinson, that's about it. He, also, I think, I, I can't remember the Richard exact... Richard Harris. Yeah. yeah. He was on the board at Wakefield. Yeah. Well, that, that's you would have been going for sales for, obviously, for Jason... Jason Dimitri. Dimitri, yeah. Wakefield legend. Yeah. Indeed. Kept us up. Million pound get the original million pound game. Where I'm did it go? I'm actually writing a story, a profile on him, um, and John Key, among others, have tipped him to be one of the, the great coaches. So obviously he'll be leading South Sydney next year. It'll be interesting to see how we go. Well the way if your fans want him about Belgium, nah, nah, no. It's not gonna happen. Not that I don't great, want him though. Great right? appointment at Whitefield Will this week with, uh, with Francis yeah. Cummins. Yeah, former guest on here. And I think we're coaching. getting a promotion as well. Just pleased Still. to see Franny back in the game because uh, he's a good young coach with, with great philosophy. Worked under a lot of um, you know coaches who like to attack first, and mm. uh, I think he'll, he'll, the two of them will be a, be a great combination. And Willie, I think you might have said um, I might be paraphrasing you a little bit. Nicest man in in rugby league, and also the first, very, very I think the first ever the Polynesian head so, coach in the professional yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which. Considering we're in England and not and not in Australia and <laughs> New Zealand, um, that's yeah. Big for Samoa. Yeah, and uh, well deserved because he's had a oh, long it's... apprenticeship, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And already better than Tony Kemp's reign of terror in two thousand. So <laughs> we should no, not, he's, not he's forgotten he's about that. One of one of the great men is is Will and, and Franny. It's a great combination. We're we're all very excited. That's the way it could be. Chris Chester's at Lee. It's not like, it's but but there. we don't know. That has to what be the doing? worst written press release of all time. In what capacity? I didn't see. Is he? He's, he's head of rugby. Does that mean he's coaching the first? Not like team? when Kieran Cunningham was the head of rugby there. I hope it lasts longer. <laughs> well, maybe they'll build a statue to him first. <laughs> I don't know if Kevin the Saints fans knocked it down yet. Um, so that's the NRL done. It's, it's worth well apart because it was great. Yes. Oh, worth mentioning also Peter Sterling. Um, sad to see yeah. his oh. retirement. Makes me feel very old. Um, but yeah, yeah. What, a, what a legend both as a player and as a pundit as a commentator I can't believe he's been doing that for 30 years yeah well Cause, you cause would remember you... I remember him play, <laughs> I remember watching him play when, when I was a kid which was a long time ago and um, obviously a hero for Hull of Sea fans as well as Amazing. Paramount fans Amazing. but such a the guy who never signed for Leeds because he had a crook shoulder <laughs> we had him all lined up he had Cliffy Cliffy but just no, as, just an, as good, an really. Amazing, <laughs> as, as almost as good a pundit as he was a player. Yeah, I, th- I, I think his analysis better. was yeah. just like the first of that breed to take the technology and actually mm. explain to you what was happening. And you, you suddenly went, 
I am seeing a completely different dimension to mm. this game here because he, he, he was brilliant. I think the equivalent in Australia, maybe not exactly the same, but like a Richie Benno style, mm. because he was obviously such a great player, Ray Warren Absolutely. never played the game, but he was a, you know, part of the Immortals and you know, four, I think four-time grand final winner, but also... Just yeah, amazing. And then and went on the footy show and yeah, uh, good was sense pre- of humour. Was prepared to wear, show himself up. Wear women's clothing. Yeah. Well, and, and there's probably quite a few that do that in their private lives. But no, he uh, one of the and and the thing as well is that he's getting out on his terms, which I quite yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he could have stayed on at least for another however long he wanted. He's what yeah. sixty-one. Yeah. He um, doesn't look it, does he? He doesn't look. it. No. He's been well, bald for a long the, time. The though, trouble yeah. is, I remember him with long, the flowing, flowing yeah, long locks. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what just makes me feel old, the fact that he's got no hair. <laughs> but, um, you know, to say he's going to travel the world and he wants to spend you know time playing a bit more golf. He's had a lockdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he'll come, he'll come and spend some time over here. Well, he'll um, get offers from those people who put on those dinners, won't they? Yeah, and I think he'll come and he'll speak brilliantly. And if you get the chance to see him, listener. Mm. Go and see him because his tails are brilliant. And he at the Boulevard was up against Wally Lewis when he made his debut for Wakefield in those famous ten in, games. In those halcyon days when the uh, overseas players that we signed were actually the very best you could get hold of. Thousand pounds a game still got relegated. Great value for money there. Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Mm-hmm. More than some in Super League would be getting. Because he got a thousand from offer from Leeds and turned it down to take the bigger Wakefield. Of course, you'd come to Wakefield. Got what sent off. Got, got sent off. What, what, what would you have done at Leeds? What would you have won there? Nothing. Don't matter. wouldn't have given him the ball. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's mine. You're not having it. Have you talked to the legend today? Uh, and, uh, yesterday, I think. I can't remember what day it is. Parental <laughs> advisory. If you've got the League Express this week, graphic pictures of the legend. But he's but he's already on the mend. Yes, he's uh, he's got COVID again. Has he? He's always been accused of being one-eyed, hasn't he? And now <laughs> oh. he's literally one-eyed. No, sorry. Oh. We, we wish him. We wish him well. He's all right. Speedy recovery. He's all, no, it's that's yeah. quite quite good actually. I'll mention that. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing him again. Get his take on whatever's going on. Should be glued to the England uh, France game. France game that's on the telly. Mm-hmm. Big the international. Fun, the funny thing about that is when that was announced a while ago, mooted it kind of. Well, it's, it's an international. We were supposed to have a World Cup. But with Toulouse you know, on the cusp of Super League, Catalan's top of Super League, oh, sorry, it's, you know, in the grand final, it's a big there's story. actually, you know, the likes of Arthur Morgan. Absolutely. Yeah. And it being played in Perpignan where the scenes last mm. Thursday, which I'm sure we'll talk about, were everything we wanted Super League to be when it was announced. And then you get on the back of that the World Cup 2025 bid, which I think there's going to be some political capital around the test match, say, you know, inviting some dignitaries from the French government say this is what we want you to support it's it's a lot bigger than it was when uh, when it was announced and now it's on the BBC as is the women's game so it's going to get terrestrial coverage which is great um, no it's 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 a big deal Sean Wayne obviously he's now done a press conference as England coach subsequently today done one as the Wigan was it director of leadership and leadership Management director. Management. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's essentially he's coaching the coaches. There's loads of stories, aren't yeah. there? Yeah, of no, I, I around think, that international, which I'll, is great. I've been um, writing a, a grand final preview for the Iron, looking into the history of French rugby league and not knowing as well as someone like yourself. And it's amazing, you know, how big the game was there in the 50s and 60s, and they made two World well, Cup finals. Th- but, 30s, yeah. it was 
it was in danger of um, enveloping rugby union. But it was on the way to becoming, you know, the, one of the most popular mm. sports in the country, not just in the region, yeah. but it's, it's remained strong. Then in the 50s when it regrouped, it had this astonishing tour to Australia where Australians were actually packing out Sydney to see this brand of rugby mm. that they'd never seen before. So we w- watch on and think, oh, the grand final, it's, a, it's, it's something that we don't get over here. And they were flocking to... Um, the Sydney Cricket Ground mm. to see these French tours, and they were beating the they Kangaroos were beating, regularly. Yeah, yeah. well, they beat yeah. on two tours, didn't they? Yeah, and then they were coming back to Marseille, and thirty thousand people were greeting them off the yeah, ship. It's crazy, and you think, yeah, we we, we had that. And not saying we'll get back to that, but we're on a road that could take us somewhere along that. Well, I mean, obviously, nothing's guaranteed on Sunday, but I think a lot of people can see the benefit of having two French teams in in Super League and that sort of. You know, presenting one, an one, image one or two of... can't. Yeah, <laughs> don't set the fair yeah. No, one, the one or two can't. Yeah. Who, who also may be chairman of Super League teams. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think from a neutral's point, I mean, what was it? Twenty-five years ago, when Super League started, it was mm. Milan, it was Barcelona, it was Paris. Well, the, the I mean, if, if obviously we, Paris only lasted two years. If we're going to talk about, we could have the Dragons you know, and Thursday night because I actually think more important than the. All of the four semi-finals this week weren't great games. They went to form, which is fantastic because we've got the best two teams in each mm. of the grand finals. You know, men's, women's, a million pound, and that's how it should be. Um, but the big thing about Thursday night in Perpignan wasn't the quality or standard of the game. And hats off to Hulk KR for getting to it. Oh yeah, definitely. It was everything that surrounded the game. Uh, you know, those pictures that started coming in of the flares going off when the players were can, arriving. Can you remember... I can't remember another Super League game, at least in the last no. five or six years, with a similar no. style of no. atmosphere. I mean, obviously, the, there was 31,500 at the New Camp. I was at that game, but the New Camp is a... It holds 100,000, yeah. 100, 000, yeah. Um, but that... I mean, I watched, sitting at watching at home, the, the noise and the atmosphere was just amazing. I thought know? the... The stands itself look. I mean, if you're a broadcaster, that's everything you want. It is, yeah. You you want to see it's the the colour, the vibrancy, the singing, the the fact that when the cameras spun round, there were as many kids at the front mm. watching as there were, you know, yep. wizened old fools um, like like me. Um, it, it looked exactly what the vision of Super League was. Yes. When Morris Lindsay stood there and announced we're having Super League and we're going to add the word European to it, everyone mm. went. And then we got Paris, which was sort of a, an expediency. It was. But, but we kicked off with 17,000 people in a, in a stadium in Paris. And I don't care how many of them had free tickets. There were 17,000 <laughs> Apparently 2,000 from Sheffield. It looked... I mean, 2,000 away. It looked... No, no, like, nothing against the Eagles now, but they get, you know, five 600, so... But how many yeah. teams take 2,000? I know, it's amazing. To any yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked great. Yeah. That was the vision of Super League 25 years later. Mm. We maybe, maybe we're finally getting there a quarter well, of a century let's later. Let's hope it's sustainable. Mm. We're going to detour onto Wigan because oh, Jay Wall has mentioned this on, uh, on YouTube, on the, the chats. Wigan's appointment with Sean Wayne as Director of Leadership and Management feels like them trying not to say he's Director of Rugby and Head Coach if it goes tits up. It does appear that they've lost two or three years here of just wasting time. I know they won a league leader shield in that and nearly won a grand final, but we're back to where we were, in effect. I know Sean Wayne's got a different job title, and he obviously had an opportunity with Scottish Rebunion, and now he's the England head coach as well for the men. But 
we're back to where we were. <laughs> it, it seems a bit well, hard. Well, I think obviously Sean Edwards was, oh, was supposed to be the saviour, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, I think, it, I don't I don't know Matty Pete, but obviously he, I don't want to say he's a, a Sean Wayne clone, but he's followed a very similar path to Sean Wayne. He's been at the club for a long time. He's worked in the, the youth team, the academy assistant. It seems like a natural mm-hmm. kind of progression for someone who knows the club's culture. They're, we're going to always like to promote with, from within, don't they? And getting Sean Wayne back on board makes sense. Um, from what I understand, he'll be kind of like coaching the coaches because it is a young yep. coaching staff. Sean O'Loughlin, Manny Pitt, John Winder is gone. He was there for a long time. Uh, and Lee Breeze, who was a young I coach think, as I well. think that's the significant appointment today. I, I think mm-hmm. there was always a chance that Sean Wayne was going to come back. and But I think talking to some Wigan fans when they were knocked out the week before... Mm. The standard of rugby that they've been playing from a pure entertainment point yes. of view, nothing yeah. to do with the results. I mean, again, you know, the results have sort of held up over the time, but it's the fact that fans were getting really concerned about paying their season ticket money and and not getting a lot back in return. Mm. Lee Breers, I don't think, would join that operation if he wasn't going to have a significant say in the in the manner and philosophy with which they're going to play. Clearly because Sean Wayne is involved, because um, most of that coaching staff has come through that Wigan system, defence mm. will be a priority, because it always is. You know, Sean yeah. O'Loughlin is going to instil that. Yeah. But I think having Breers on board is, is the right move. Um, I, I also think that they, the Wigan have suffered the same that Leeds did when the likes of Sinfield, right. um, Peacock, Maguire and that when you lose O'Loughlin, mm. and clearly Lou who's signed on for another year, mm. which, again, I think they need him on the field. They need him to look after Harry Smith more than anything. Um, when you lose that kind of experience and the people that embody the philosophy of the club, it's very, very hard to maintain or renew or change any of that. So I think with a, with a group of young players that, that do still need a lot of moulding, I think there's, there's some talented forwards there, but they, all, they seem to lose their way this they're year. They're gaining experience, they're, probably, they're not at the finished article yet. But what they need yeah. now is Sean Wayne back and go, look, you, you haven't performed last year, this is mm. what you need to do, and he's going to tell you how to do it, and then if you don't do it, he's going to tell me, and then I'm going to tell you again how to do it. Added to that... And I can see that working. Yeah, but added to that, Bevan French barely if, played, who yeah. you know, probably should have been a man of steel last year. Joel Field barely played, and you know now you've they got. They were lucky, and, and again, you know, uh, Tom Burgess, who, who, who yeah. took one of the um, marquee positions, but wasn't replaced when he when he couldn't. I think that's that's, that's the, the front row. You know, obviously Tony Clubs retired, Ben Flowers They've lost, left, but lost yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think I think it's that experience in the forward pack, but they are. As you, as you said, they've blooded a lot of young players, and it takes time. But they like need to, and leads, I think they need to go up a level. Yeah. I, I think yeah. the, the disappointment would be that they were very promising young players at the end of last season mm. when they got to a grand final. Have any of them really progressed? progressed yeah, are they point. make? Are they knocking on the door of mm. Sean Wayne's England or England Knights squad? Probably the only one is Kai Pierce Paul, and actually he was one that they bought in rather mm. than one that they've developed. So. Um, I think there's some potential there, but they need to change the philosophy, and they're going to do that with with Breers, um, and obviously now clearly they're going to sign Benji Marshall because we told them. <laughs> Look, we know probably, they listen. They do, but they don't take any notes. It's no shit. Well, I mean, why would you? Exactly. And we know they listen. That's why they don't let you in. 
Um, Wigan there, fourth in the table. Where will they be next year? Tune in and find out in 2022. Um, I, I don't know what, how to go through the games. I think we'll, I think we'll start and build up to the grand final. But the the awards last night we referred to at the start of the program. Social media as ever, full brimming with positivity. You know, I'm you know de- hashtag deport Johnny Davis and hashtag sack uh, Ken Davy. This that, and the other probably. Uh, I didn't start. That wasn't me. Um, wasn't me. Um, did you go to the awards when they were in Salford a couple of years ago before 2019. before the uh, before the COVID? Were you there? I was. So that was their and first. There was one in Manchester, wasn't there? There was. Oh no, was that a season launch? I can't remember. Anyway, there, we was, used, there was the one we, at Salford. We used to have events where we could dress up in penguins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Lancashire County Cricket Club. That's where they used to. Be. The one where they they uh, they they invited the general public, the great unwashed. They did to yeah, be alongside the stars. And mm. uh, I think was that one of. Um, the creative director's ideas. It must have been, wasn't it? I he, think so. Um, I, I don't know how much of a success it was, and you can't take one year and say, wait, it did work in 2019. It seemed so to be good. It seemed to go, I mean, probably the highlight was Phil Clark being booed when he came on stage <laughs> by a lot of people. But yeah, that was the year Jackson Hastings. Obviously, Salford made us the grand final, Jackson Hastings was, was Man of Steel, and Courtney Hill was, was Woman of Steel. So obviously, last year, um, it, it was lockdown. Brian Carney's front room, no, which, which was fine, enjoyed, yeah. understood. I, I, you know, it was nice to have a look into Brian Carney's house. Uh, this year, mansion, mansion. That's that's the that must be the Gaelic football money because you can't get another on the Super League, can you? <laughs> the hurling. Um, so that that was last year, 2020. 2020. Look, we're back in the studio. Studio. <laughs> it's more than a uh, uh, awards. Yeah, we need a, we need a board saying Super League awards on the back. Could have done it here. Yeah. Cheap. Um, it certainly was cheap. <laughs> so uh, it was on last night. And it was on telly, and um, it, it didn't look great, did it? I mean, it's not something that's been televised, has it, over recent years, I seem to remember. Because I seem to remember the year in which the embargo got broken and everyone got upset. That wasn't on telly. They have had the highlights, yes. um, and they have had some of them live. Um, and, and it's great that we recognise our players, but you have to do it in a respectful way, and... I have to say that the cheapest cost-cutting measures that they used last night were the complete antithesis to those that were being lauded. Um, I don't get it because, as as you, you pointed out, you know there are studios they could have gone to. You know, they could have taken a cameraman to Brian Carney's house or his local golf club and filmed it there. It looked horribly cheap. I mean, it's a long it's a long time since I was at uh, university learning how to make things like this. Uh, but when the start of the program is Brian Carney leaning into his uh, camera just to see if it was working, I thought it wasn't the best of start. I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming no, uh, I, you know whoever. I, I would love put it to know what Brian Carney really thinks because I think when he <laughs> looks back on that, he'll go, I'm "Not sure we did that the best way we could have." His questions are great. The recipients seemed to be all the right people winning the awards. I don't think there was any um, dispute. No, there was no surprise. I mean, Sam Tompkins was light years ahead. Of Absolutely. Jack Jody, Jody Cunningham. Yeah. You know, they've, they've won two of the three main trophies and they're in the grand final. I don't think there them. was any problem. But Jack Wellsby, standout. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think who, who was. Coach of the year, obviously. You know, don't think you can argue no. with that either. No. So all, all of the ingredients were there. It's just... That, the strange thing is, people like 
Ken Davy, who was interviewed at the beginning, want better and more coverage, and they want personalities. You can't, it's very hard to create a personality when they're effectively on a Zoom call where the Wi-Fi's <laughs> breaking up and somebody's <laughs> flushing a toilet in the background. It, oh, you should you need a, to should, do it respectfully, and it wasn't last night. You should have the Lachlan Coop call this morning. It was Billy kept breaking up. Um, no one's fault. Um, what, what's stuck out at the start of it, and I've written about this, and it may get into the magazine, you'll have to find out next month. Um, Super League needs a charismatic front person, male, female, whatever, who can come out, say some fluff words about stuff, how everything's this, that, and the other. Ken Davis, obviously, you know, a very successful businessman, far successful than I'll ever be, um, unless I, you know, go into politics, and I might be able to with that. <laughs> He's kept Huddersfield afloat for uh, God knows how long in the face of people seemingly not caring in the town. But he's not a charismatic frontman. And that's not his fault. But he shouldn't be up there at the start of the programme saying whatever he said because I've switched off. That's just... We need somebody... If he, if he said the words Osho Ole, it would have <laughs> gone down quite well. But yeah, no, I mean, you are, you are right, Rich. I mean, I think we've been saying that it sounds like it's years. a personal criticism of him but it's no, not no, no, no. I think the, the, the other thing about Kenny. I think Robert, Robert Alston you know sort of spoke about that Stop Paul County's Bob Alston <laughs> but he, he never kind of put himself forward you know or engaged with the media so as, as you said Phil it's one thing to say we need personalities we need books you actually have to do something yeah. you have to change the way you operate you have to open yourself Absolutely. up um, and, I, that, yeah. and I, I think there was another glaring anomaly in the Loch Lomond spirit of Rugby League or Super League award. Um, because the, the it, Rugby Union. It may well have gone to the right person. <laughs> he works for Leicester Tigers now. But he's not who, exactly. Yeah. You know, all that highlighted to me was there is somebody that, you, you're talking about a spokesperson, <laughs> you're talking about yeah, somebody yeah. who yeah. is known outside of the game. The game has dispensed with that person in the period where we're now giving him the Spirit of the Game Award, which he deserves, but it just highlights what we have done wrong as a sport, that he isn't involved in it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've written before about the brain drain, and that happens across all areas in rugby league. Absolutely. And that's another example of Kim and Tim Field. And yeah. if you're going to have an award ceremony, and it can't be the glittering tuxedo-wearing one that you would want, although it could have been, because there has been, a, you know, I think there's been a film premiere. Some guy called Bond has had a people on a red carpet. He likes Rugby League. He was on. He was. He was. But, it, but what, so you could have had something, admittedly paired back yeah, to look, what it might course, have been. Yeah. The very least it should have been was filmed in a manner in which those people who were fated felt like it was something really special. As has been pointed out, last week on Our League, they did the Championship and League One Awards in the Backfred Shuri or whatever it is. You know, so it, yeah. it, and then you look at, and I think, I saw it because you retweeted it, Phil, but the, um, the video piece, I think it was about five minutes on Catlands, which is mm-hmm. obviously filmed in Perpignan, but yeah, the production values were great. You know, it was a really, and that's, that's been done by Super Yeah. So, I mean, it just goes to show, you know, we, we do need to present ourselves better um, and, it, and I think in fairness to Sky on the Thursday night um, they had obviously a studio in Manchester didn't they I thought that they did that really well yeah flew Jenna out there yeah. so that there was somebody on the ground that could convey yeah. as, as she really brilliantly well. did how exciting it was to be there mm. and um, 
yeah, the contrast between Thursday night and what we want the competition to be, mm. and last night with the awards that you know Forty Twenty Live could have done as good a production. We've done a draw now. We can do everything. Um, was in some ways was sad because yes. the bill. What, we should not ape everything that the NRL do, but one thing they always get right is making Grand Final a week of celebration. Mm. And even though it was in Brisbane this year and it was two Sydney teams, they still had the teams in the square, they still lit up buildings. Grand they, Final breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we should have Monday night, Man of Steel, it's a prestigious do that leads you into the Grand Final. I don't final. understand why the Dream Team wasn't announced at the same, in the same event. Why, why would you that. not... You know, exactly. Like a Dalian like team, a Dalian. Dalian. just yeah. make it part of something. Yeah, because I mean, as we knew, we could have probably predicted who was going to win every mm. award, but the dream team was well for me. There was a couple of surprises in there. Yeah, it was mostly, you know, pretty well known. But you know, you could switch a couple of players. Around. I also think our players would really respond to that kind of thing because yeah, it doesn't happen yeah. very often. So they feel very uncomfortable. You know, I once saw Alex Wormsley in a car park before one of these, desperately trying to work out what a bow tie was and how the hell you put it on. He didn't like it. But if when when you when you were talking about it to him, he was you know, it the prestige that goes with having to do that once a year makes mm. it really special. Yeah. Makes them feel special. I, I don't think we did that last night. You know, there wasn't even any excitement when it was announced who'd won each award because the recipient was in screen. <laughs> and the winner is, oh look, the Sam Tomkins watching. He must oh. be the winner. Not, do. Even the opening of an envelope <laughs> and the reading of it out, yes. is, there's an excitement yeah. to that. Even if you know who it is, we missed out on all of that. Maybe in the realignment someone can find some envelopes somewhere in that, <laughs> those exciting offices in the Victoria Quarter of Manchester. Uh, it's disappointing, isn't it? And, and we're going to, I mean, we can, we can preempt what will happen next week, and we won't be live next week, but we will be on at some point. We can preempt what everyone will be discussing at around. Six o'clock on Saturday Saturday night, which will be, there's no one at the grand final. Now, Catalans bring no away. They've chartered <laughs> their fourth plane today. Foreigners are bad. I've seen plenty of adverts on uh, uh, Yeah, uh, they've, got bus, they've got buses everything. coming, three-day trips from, uh, from Perpignan. Now, I know before the Magic Week, well, after the Magic Weekend, I said... Well, I'm going to get the fuel when I get in there. <laughs> yeah, they can't get back. The good news is you're coming to the Grand Final. Oh, buy the bad food. news is you're staying there for quite a while. Pretty old sort of mouth. You'll get them out of the country. It'll be all right. Um, Could you bring some tanker drivers? <laughs> Drop them off. I, I said after the Magic Weekend, when, when people criticised the marketing for the Magic Weekend, it was, it was in that position where we still didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, we still don't do it, you know. But it's been on the cards that this Grand Final is going to happen. There's been a chance that Catalans will, will be there. But irrespective of that, why haven't we made the grand final one of our two showpiece events of the year? Yes, we've got the Challenge Grand Final, we've got this. Three. Magic Weekend. Magic Weekend, no, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's, that's the thing I don't understand. Like, there's only... Where's the if you, obviously, everyone has a club that they support, or most people. If you, you follow a club, if you follow Batley or you follow Warrington, you still might go and see England play. You still might go, obviously, whenever they do play. Once every four years, but that's a different point. But to Wembley, no, you're going to Australia. Australia. That's Australia. Yeah, that's uh, they're, they're, they're events. They're big events. I just, yeah. I just think as well that you're right. It's it's there has to be buy-in, but you've actually got everyone's second favourite team now being mm-hmm. there with the Dragons. You've got somebody you can support as a neutral. So 
again, season ticket holder of any Super League club can go to the grand final and get a Dragons flag for 15 quid. Mm. I'm, I'm, I don't think you should necessarily cheapen those people who bought tickets for the event, but I think you have to have a minimum amount of people there and you've got to find a way to appeal. They're an eminently supportable club as a neutral because of the way they play and what they've achieved. Two massive storylines. If they win, yeah. first French team ever, the first foreign team to win Super League, Which, if St Helens win, it's a three-peat. Yeah. It's only been done once before in Super but League. But you, would, you I mean, would be with St yeah. Helens, but we may have even said this last week, with St Helens' permission and collusion in all of this, you would have allowed the Super League to start almost appealing to the Wigan and the Warrington and the... Mm. The Leeds. fan, you know, the direct rivals of St Helens, and say, "Look, we want you to be there to, you know, get in the Catalan end. You don't want St Helens to be three mm. times winners. We haven't, done, for all. we haven't done any of that." Well, I did ask Garth Ball about getting the uh, support from rest, but uh, he said he just concentrates on what's on the pitch. So it's good to see you the French. French, no, as long as he's practicing those high balls, yeah. and, uh, catching I mean, them. I mean, as Andrew has asked, and, and this. Right, I'm not comparing the Super League Grand Final to the Super Bowl, right? Because that would be ridiculous. However, I'd, I'd love to see Barry uh, McDermott expose nipple. Not really. Not really. really. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely, you know, I, don't yeah. know. I don't think you need to worry. Good. I think But what we four weeks into the NFL season, they've announced who the Super Bowl halftime show is. Why don't we announce? At the st- I know this oh, year. I know this year. I know. Who, I know this year. Is? I don't know. No. We've only just learned who the referee is. I know. Again, this year is a. Maybe a you could do show. both. Maybe you could sing a song. <laughs> John Kennedy. Yeah. I know. Again, R.I.P. The singing referee. This year is a strange one, but we could have still said at the start of the season if if everything goes to plan, here's your pre-match entertainment. You're not going to buy in from neutrals to go see. Come watch a rugby league match. If there's nothing else attached to it, and there is nothing attached to this grand final, and there hasn't been since grand final one, mm. we but don't sell. It should be sold. It would also be nice if see. it was a, not a one-off game. But the, I mean, I know there are logistics, obviously, with Manchester United and their pitch and whatever. But to have the women's game, I'm not know, sure about a, the women's. I, I, I think the women's game should be on the front. Again, going back to this rolling. Yeah. What would you have to make grand final week all, all, really special? I mean, obviously the Ma- million pound Ma- game, Man of Steel on the Monday. Million pound game on the Thursday night, and I know it's part time teams and it'd be short notice, but for the million pound game, you Colin sick Thursday night. So you imagine <laughs> Toulouse Featherstone on Thursday night. It's on Premier Sport, the, the bosses won't see it. Women's grand final on um, Friday night as a standalone event, yeah. which again, if it was at Headingley, you, you've got a, you know, a ground in Toulouse and maybe 10,000 people in on the Thursday night. You've got Headingley on a Friday night under lights, mm. which is a pretty good experience. Um, and then you've got the gra- leading up to the grand Don't final. I'm sure you could find an undercard game if you mm. wanted to, but I, I, I think you're right. It's more about the league, grand final the experience, one, possibly, or, or yeah, whatever it might be. Mm. But make make it a, the last game of the season is the potentially the biggest game of the season in terms of attendance and venue. So 70, if you were to get seventy thousand on a regular basis at Old Trafford. That should be the full stop. The thing, the thing also with the Super League Grand Final, and I know, obviously Sky want exclusivity, if I can say it, and it may take some money out of the TV deal, but the Grand Final has to be on free to air live. Mm. It has to be either on BBC or ITV. I mean, if we do want to spread the word, that is the showpiece event of the whole. Or even year. you could have it on at eight o'clock. 
Yeah, I think so, I think you've got to have a live on because Sky the, and live. The Fox, um, the Fox Sport replay the grand final after Channel Nine have had it because they've got the they exclusive do, but pre- rights. Pre- pre- previously, yeah, I mean, generally they have every game, you know, on at the at the same time. But yeah, I mean, I think I think it's got to be it's got to be available to I all. Just, if, and you look at look yeah. at the, the drama of last Absolutely. season's grand final. You know, I think neutrals who watched that were were amazed at the. Well, just get Tony Bellew on the uh, commentary team. He, he looked quite excited. But no, um, the, the, the whole of the build-up should be, you know, celebrity endorsement, the retiring players going out and being, you know, fated in front of the crowd live. Except Tyron McCarthy, apparently doesn't well, it exist. Be, must be playing on. I mean, that, that is a strange one, isn't it? How do they choose who in, who is involved in that video and who isn't? Because there's some people in that video who... I've already retired a year, two years ago. Or have had very checkered past. Or they're playing in the championship. Like you think? Yeah. Well, they had yeah. James. They put Ben they, Flower punching Lance Ohio. They had James, which is his only thing that he's done in rugby. But they had James Maloney, who is playing on for Leicester. Well, that's what I was going to say. He's not actually retiring. So, I mean, what? Are we yeah. pretending like the French uh, non uh, Super the fr- League? So the French, yeah, the French, French League one is the same as Super League is that, the yeah, Australian. No, really, yeah. <laughs> it's essentially what the NRL do. It's like Joel Thompson from Manly retiring. Yeah, it's going to St Helens. Yeah, now he's actually retiring. But yeah. Yeah, it's a bit nonsense. But you know, isn't make, it? make an event of it. Have times in, in the afternoon but where they, you're going to do those players. The yeah, ones actually retiring from Super League teams mm-hmm. playing this year, not Wella Haraki, um, Tyron but, McCarthy, and it's, they should be. They should have a lap. Yeah, you know, yeah, people should absolutely. be able to come and. And, know, and it's clear they're players who've, you know, Michael yeah. Shetton, etc. They've made massive contributions to several. clubs. And you might even get some fans of the clubs they play yeah. for going to salute them. Yeah. As they formally well, it's, just, it's a respect thing, isn't it, yeah. for the, the efforts that they So there's done. things you can do. Yeah. I mean, Don Manfredi, you know, very sad That's how his career, but he, des- he won a grand final at Old deserves Trafford. Deserves to be actually interviewed yeah. on the pitch at yeah. Old Trafford. And applauded. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to warm up doing the referee in the warm up. That's uh, from a couple of years ago. You um, can actually have more than one band if you want as well. Yeah. You know, if you're going to make a. A real celebration. Old Trafford is big enough to have that stage in the corner without affecting anything. You know, to announce now that you've got, I don't know, someone who the older fraternity might recognise. Madness were great one year when they did the uh, the pre-match and said one of these newer singer-songer-writer combos that some of us never heard of. Great. Obviously, it's dreadful. That's Stay. Old Trafford. The, uh, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Um, I don't want it to appear that I was picking on Ben Flower there, but uh, no. But you were. Yeah, never mind. He's at the yeah. door. Lee fans will probably be cheering uh, that comment anyway. Um, if anything else to talk about, the, uh, before we we'll, we'll preview the actual on the field thing in a bit, but it is. It's a shame it's not going to be bigger than it should be. But you don't know but, that. Well, no, no. Maybe millions of people will come out of the way. I mean, the, the RFL have been very smart with the women's grand final, haven't they? In yes. terms of the numerous offers. Especially the sports of the clubs involved to try and get as big a crowd as possible there. And putting them in the North Stand so that when the cameras focus on them... I think it's the most exciting grand final weekend for you. And I think, you know, Salford getting there two years ago was, was massive and that was reflected in the in the ratings. Um, and that was, Same with Castleford in 2017. Yeah, 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 ex- exactly. And they were, you know, they were the best team all year. Um, Catalan's getting there as usual. And obviously, you know, even bigger is obviously Toulouse and Featherstone. I mean, mm. Featherstone still may win, so the, the neutrals may be disappointed. But if Toulouse win, <laughs> um, that is a, a monumental thing. I mean, 
could be relegated a year later, and it could be all very, very fleeting. But that's kind of a different uh, conversation, isn't it? A different argument. But um, yeah, it feels like a seminal moment I, for I, for rugby I, league in France this weekend. If you were a European company, yes, and if for a relatively small amount of money, comparatively speaking, you wanted to get your name known throughout the north of England and the south of France, mm. then Toulouse getting promoted is quite a big deal for the commercial prospects of the sport. So it's nothing to do with Featherston, that, that's just life. Um, if you are Bayin, who are struggling for money like a lot of television companies are, need to justify their investment in live sport, and they found it hard to say we want to televise all the Catalan home games this year, You've got two French teams and you cleverly structure your fixture list so there's always one at home. So you've got investment in the rolling competition and you've got the two, no, in rugby league, 12 derby fixtures. Suddenly there's a commercial value to that as well. If you've got Lake Keep, and again it's going back to Thursday night wasn't so much about the standard of the game and, and still hats off to Hulk KR for getting there, but... I'm not sure Catalan had to play the best they've had to play this year to win that game. Hulke made too many mistakes. Mm. But what you got was Lekeep giving two pages to the game in the preview. Lekeep putting picture of the Dragons on the front page. That's never happened before. Mm. We shouldn't underestimate how important Lekeep as a bible of, of, of sports journalism mm. in the whole of, of Europe is. You know, We haven't gone out and been able to source that through the competition. Catalan have done that by mm. virtue of their achievements. Of their success. They had three television companies featuring that game um, on Thursday night. Uh, Bayin's coverage went through all of France rather mm. than just being regional. They had a regional company, and of course we had Sky over here. That's never happened before. People talk about a French TV deal. If, if you could guarantee a, a home French game every yeah, weekend... you've got a TV deal. Yeah, but a TV company's not going to say, well, I want that for three years... If both teams could be relegated <laughs> the next year, but that, as I said, that is. A but at the argument. moment, let's take the one step of getting a deal for one yeah, year. Yeah. And and the French Minister of Sport sent a message of congratulation to um, the the, the, Dra- the Dragons team, which again, the Minister of Sport doesn't normally come across mm. rugby league. It, we, we are trying to get to their table to get funding for the next World Cup. It it's all rolls into something that's actually really mm. quite important. Um, you know, like keep tweeted that result they've got five and a half million followers on Twitter you know even Sam Tompkins ain't got that many you can't <laughs> say that that doesn't have a value and that's nothing to do with Featherstone that's just where we are at the moment I think the when you look at rugby league in the in the M62 area I mean the concentration of clubs in West Yorkshire it's an oversaturation of the market it's the similar the similar argument that's been happening in Sydney and obviously in the, in the mid-90s and mm-hmm. since they've changed, you know, there's too many clubs in the Sydney area. So we got, you know, we merged Balmain and West, we got rid of Newtown, well that was before, but we got rid of Newtown, we got rid of North, St George Elora merged, St George merged with Elora, I'm sorry. Nothing's ever happened about that, so we've got a smattering, and there is just, there is too many, I mean, it, it's just it's there is reality. There is too many to make the competition commercially viable. And bigger nationally. But we also have an issue with the sport now, particularly coming off the back of the pandemic, that money has never been so short. So if we are talking about Sky are really pleased with the figures and we can justify to them that we're a a decent sport, 
please don't look at our awards program. Everything else is great. Um, you know, they've dropped 40% of their offer because nobody else is interested. So how do you get them interested? Well, you, you know, we've got Toulouse. We've got the whole of the Catalonian region. Toulouse, one of the great rugby cities with a partnership between the union and the league clubs that play at the stadium that actually seems to sort of work. Yeah, it, It's not artificial. They're, there is buy-in from both sides. Well, suddenly you've got something to sell at a time when you desperately need new finance that you wouldn't get if Catalan weren't doing what they were. They have heroically done through Bernard Guache and Toulouse on the verge of actually now letting people stand up and go, this might be a little bit different. This mm. might not be the rugby league that I expected. I, I perhaps do want to invest something in this. I maybe do want to have the opportunity as a fan to go to France maybe once or twice, but make it an event. So it's an important weekend for the sport. Oh, you know, we could just sue if I get promoted. <laughs> we could do My that. Man. Is that still going on in the background? I don't know, Phil. Uh, 95,000 people watched uh, Batley and Bradford. Uh, 66,000 watched Halifax and Whitehaven. Those are the official figures for those, which is uh, not bad at all, is it? Interestingly, because everyone was crying about those figures and going, oh, but you, you're talking one figure. It's, on a, one-off one it's a one-off event. For a, mean, yeah. for a meaningful game. Yeah, Don't can't. forget, it's not, an, yeah. it's not a rolling league fixture. That is a like winner-takes-all scenario. People will watch that at the end well, of the season. The day after, two women's games. Uh, one o'clock was the... Saints-Cass. Saints-Cass. Bit of a blowout. 20,000, uh, which is more than Premier Sports gets for anything. And the Leeds-York game, 29,000, yeah. which for a fledgling competition, I'd say are good figures. I don't mm. know. Yeah. I think they're figures that you can negotiate. You can build on, yeah, definitely. They have a value. Mm. Yeah. I get, people get too excited about one-off things and extrapolate it into everything's great. You know, I don't know what the figures are for last week's games. I'm sure somebody already knows and he's crying about them, but it's still something Sky going to pay you millions of pounds to show these games. and that's Well, you make it as part of your mm. overall package. You know, you can sell the women's element, <coughs> you can sell the wheelchair element, mm. you can sell the two teams in France element. You've actually got something that you could put on a table that more than one broadcaster would be interested in all or part <coughs> of. Once you start getting competition... You start getting a proper value for it. Not Sky saying we love your product, but actually yeah. we'll give you less because nobody else is interested. By the way, remember last week I looked at the Premier Sports figures and it was four thousand for something. Last week, uh, the last week they've got figures for it. Twenty thousand was the most watched from some Scottish League Cup games. So you can't just take one figure and extrapolate it off. That's the problem with people. Um, before we get on to the games that are coming up, uh, abuse is everywhere. Um, referee abuse is ridiculous. Referee abuse is ridiculous, especially at junior games. Ban the parents, yeah. ban everyone from pitch side. If they can't behave, get them out of the game. No, there's no place for it. Um, abuse in the crowd. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, and, and talk about ridiculous things that have happened in the last week. I, I, I just don't know how. And obviously, I, I haven't seen the full details, but I can read a headline. I can read a, a, a press release. How can a punishment be? We're going to make a, a club says we're going to spend money on marketing. 
uh, diversity day because that is the most biggest load of bollocks I've seen in a long time. So what? Because now, how, how do we prove it for a start? And, I'm, and it could be any club. Say Featherstone have been accused of some of their fans being abusive to a Halifax supporter of the weekend. I have. There's right? an investigation of that. So surely now Featherstone get on the phone to the RFL and say, right, well, we spend three grand next year and a women a great round. Don't abuse women round. You know, it's ridiculous. Absolutely Well, ridiculous. you have to wonder when certain clubs, it happens again and again, don't you? Um, but in terms of the Bradford one, my understanding of having spoken the RFL was, and I'm not, I'm not defending no, no, the, no. The, the punishment or severity of it, but punishments in the championship, because obviously a lot of people compared it to the Castleford instance with Gareth Thomas a long time ago, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, punishments in the championship are less as in terms of monetary value than Super League, because obviously yeah, yeah. they don't have the same amount of money. Um, I think that instance, it was quite isolated. The referee didn't hear it, while the Gareth Thomas issue was throughout the game. Those were two mitigating factors. I can't there was another one, but yeah. I mean, I think you can't compare every punishment of in course, every instance, unless they're exactly the same. But yeah, it doesn't set a great message, I guess. And the thing... Just abuse in general, whether it be of referees, of other fans. Hashtag um, deport Johnny Davidson. Well, I, that, I, I support that one. Just need to start account, start paying me. <laughs> go fund me. Go, go, yeah, go fund me. Yeah. <laughs> I only need about 2,000 quid, so that's all right. There's a bigger issue, I think, in but, the sport. Well, when, the you're pulling, when you're pulling referees from a junior league, that that's a real eye. I mean, I, I mean again, yeah. we all laughed at the Tannoy announcements that. Rugby League is a family game. But we're not even getting them at the moment. And there seems to be, and and I don't think you can pick out individual clubs because I think it affects Mm. the sport as a whole, a much more intimidatory atmosphere at matches these days. And and that's a concern. I think what's being chanted, be it to a referee or the opposition fans, is becoming increasingly unsavoury, particularly intimidatory in some some Mm. respects. Um, I don't know why. I think you're probably right. It's a reflection of a divided society. and, and We are a very divided society. Yeah. And that you would expect to show up in. But, but to me, it, there used to be a almost a black humour that mm. characterised rugby league, that we knew how to take it to a certain point. We knew what was um, almost on that verge of um, being slightly dark, but vaguely funny and could be turned on yourself and that's where all this family game idea came from we've we got to ditch that you know never has it been more obvious that this isn't a family game um, but something is wrong within rugby league fans in general of all clubs that is making it a less than savoury place to go at the moment and I, I know of um, a very long-standing fan who stood with um, fans of the club that he has been a, uh, a follower of for f- over 40 years felt embarrassed to be with his own fans mm. because of what they were chanting. And you oh, just. Lammy's here. He's, fa- he's got his new job. Adrian or? Adrian. Adrian's here. Adrian! It's just not nice. Right. It's just not good. And I, I, don't, I don't mean it to sound like I'm picking on Bradford, but it's a nonsense excuse, that, isn't it? I, I, I think it's wide, wider than that. I, I, if you focus on an individual incident with an individual club, you miss the point that things at the moment are spiralling in a way that I think we should be concerned about. All the way from Stockport 
<laughs> and just I don't finished know what, an interview with Gary Carter. Sorry. I don't know what the um, the answer is, but I know we've got a problem. I don't think there is an answer. That's the point. But yeah. it's, it's affecting everyone. We have, I, that, that's the thing. I mean, I, I wouldn't say, if you look at what happened in the Euros and happens at football... I wouldn't say it's an isolated, you know, and that, I mean, that's, you can say that about everything, yeah, yeah. Players getting, you know, beating up their wives or getting done for cocaine is a societal problem. But that is a bit of an excuse, but we do live in an increasingly fractured society. And if you look at the abuse online that people, you mm. know, whether it be to the players or coaches or whatever, um, common decency seems to be a thing of the past. But we have to do something about it, because particularly to. when. You get fans who are, you know, have been going for decades and won't go again to certain grounds or whatever. Because they've had an unpleasant experience. Yeah. And it's nothing to do with the game. Yeah. Because the game itself often isn't the trigger. It's yeah. people who are going with a mindset of the... You know, nobody is self-censoring anymore. Mm. So when somebody's coming up with a chant or a song and it's abusive... Nobody's sitting well, we, there saying, I'm not going to sing that. It's like too many people live are in joining an age, in. Yeah, well, we live in an age now where my opinion... Is as valid as yours. I mean, well, we might, we might, well, no, but we we might be talking about um, literature and owning bookshops. But for some reason, I think I know as much as you, someone who's you know run a bookshop for and a publishing company for for decades. But that's the yeah. you know facts don't seem to matter. Knowledge doesn't seem to matter. But we also have an issue with stewarding. I think. Well, yeah, but well, they can't hold anything, can they? That's the, no, that's but the, the thing point. again, I think we're going back to cost. So we, we you know we talk about the Super League awards weren't what they should have been because of cost talking about the lack of money that's coming into the sport from the television deal, which is a, is affecting the quality of overseas player that we could get over or the wages that we can pay to young Super League stars. Part of that cost saving has also come in the amount of stewards in the ground, not even what they're allowed to do. But, mm. but clearly, if you're going to be subject to abusive behaviour or there's going to be chanting that isn't um, acceptable by any societal norm, how do you stop that if you don't have stewards that can go in and eject people from the ground? Yeah. Or security cameras that can focus on individuals. You know, like, we've, we've, there have been wider and more important societal issues where front-page local newspapers have featured the portraits of those that have been involved, and they've been arrested. And we're not doing that. And we need to, because it is becoming an issue. Liam says, a few games I've been to, I've noticed it seems much like a football crowd, much less fans from either side mingling. Uh, again, I think we Everything's will... tribal, isn't it? But we'll lose what we need to do as a sport ourselves if we start to say it's an infiltration of football fans. It's too easy an excuse. And what used to happen when um, you know the big games came around is you did used to... I, I can remember going to watch... a. Leeds and Featherstone Challenge Cup semi-final in the late 70s where because it was a semi-final it was a big game it was played at Odsall so everybody who wanted to go could go there was a clear evidence of a lot of Leeds United fans that weekend at the time when hooliganism was pretty rife in the late 70s said we'll go to that and it had been pre-arranged that the Manchester United fans who were their great rivals would go in the Featherstone end. And it was more of an excuse for those two mm. riotous football fans to meet afterwards and do what football fans were doing. And it was too easy for us to say, oh, in the big games, it's football fans. Now, we've got our own issues. We need to solve them. There's a lot of people, myself included, who follow both sports. Mm. They go to football games, they go to rugby league games, you know. And they equal, you know, they're into both sports as equal. So, yeah, I don't think we can say it's a... 
It's a football. And we don't game. want to get to have to have segregation. Perhaps it goes back to remember just after the World Cup was postponed, we had our rant session. And, and foreigners are bad, Rich. Foreigners are bad, and bloody Aussies. Bloody foreigners, uh, kick them all out. Um, and the one word I kept going back to was accountability. No one's accountable for anything. Mm-hmm. Whether you know whatever you say or do, we see people in high-profile positions in our sport who have done bad things in the past, just waved away. Everything's forgotten about. Oh, he's a good club person. I think our grounds are becoming more intimidatory. And if we are serious about attracting new fans, whether that's through opening new markets like maybe Toulouse, or whether that is retaining the hardcore support that's kept the sport going, which is clearly falling, Mm. then one of the reasons is they're not enjoying going to the games anymore. What marketing or, or research are clubs doing about lapsed fans and asking them why? I think, I think there is a tie to and you look at what happened with the, I don't want to get too political, but what happened with the, the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and the kneeling and the outcry from a lot of people there was, and you tie that into frustrations over Brexit and the you know, austerity measures and the collapse of economies and there is massive fissures in I society get, and that, that has played out in... Yeah. You know, but if you, and, but if you yeah. stick your head in the sand and don't recognise that you've got a problem, yeah. One of your USPs is this, whatever this family game is, yeah. And it's a card that we as a sport keep playing, and the more you play it, the more it can come back and bite you because mm. it clearly isn't happening. When are we going to own up to the fact that we need to clean up our act a little bit? Don't know how you do it. Mm. Well, when, but clearly, I think some clubs could ban. Some fans, if it's proven, yeah. and it's easier to prove it now than it's ever been with CCTV, and um, that we don't want that element in the sport. Well, when you you know when you see uh, police preying on young women like happened in London, you just kind of wonder the society that we live in I, anymore. Yeah, absolutely, you question everything. No, you right. question institutions across the board. Um, but yeah, I think the, the refereeing. I mean that we we do. I mean we talk about you know participation numbers and fans but without referees well, there is no the, game so. and, the, and the saddest thing about that was it was the Huddersfield Referee Society saying they were going to withdraw referees at junior level yes yeah. so it, I'm not saying it's acceptable at senior level or it's even understandable it's, at senior it's level it's the parents but of players level, parents of players abusing refusing. referees who are kids themselves I mean you that, can be unhappy about the decision, but to, and, to and abuse I, a 15, 16... But again, and I'm, I'm, I'm not criticising the RFL, because I'm sure there is an investigation going on to that, but the fact mm. that it was the referee society themselves that had to pull out... Then supported, I think, by, wasn't it, the, the Dewsbury and Batley, or the Batley and Dewsbury? I, I haven't so. seen a statement yeah. from anybody connected with the sport saying what they're going to do about it. Uh, if you read um, rugbyleaguehub.com no, on reads on Patreon, it, there is a statement it, there from is a Mark sta- But what, but what yeah. they're going to do about it? Well, yeah. There's they a statement prom- they are promising action. We yeah. abhor it. Yeah. But is no, it admits re- that it's been rising? Referees yeah. are uh, have been suffering this for a while, and referees are still being expected to go out this weekend. Mm. What's been implemented on the back of that Huddersfield statement, even in the short term? Mm. Now, if they changed the powers and said referees have the ability to call off games if they feel that they're being abused or intimidated, mm-hmm. and they'll be something like you see in football with black players who are, yeah. Then you know, at least 
it's it goes beyond words. It, mm. it we have to start acting. Mm. Definitely. Uh, Carson said he loved the atmosphere in the Batley Beer Garden three weeks ago. Uh, and the atmosphere at Cast two years ago. Uh, he said uh, some clubs uh, don't care about behaviour just to get their gate numbers up. Yeah, probably true. Uh, I think if Carson had been to some games this season, he would have noticed the kind of change that we have as well. How was Carson allowed? He should have been allowed in the country. Well, that's why I said two years ago. Swiss, Swiss Germans. He was, at well, Ge- he was at Germany. Was he in the Griffin Cup? He was there. He was there. Good man. His team lost, though. They did. Uh, Liam says, due to COVID and they're living abroad... Only beat a one fair match in the last few years. Sheffield last week. Most fans were great, but there were definitely a few just wanting to shout abuse at the Sheffield fans, who, to be fair, were having a great time despite the result. Just police the ale a bit more. Well, again, we're talking about taking money out of the clubs. No, but if that's what we've got to do, Mm -hmm. then we have to decide what is our priority. If if, if, if fans stop going. It's, yeah. not, it's not that hard. But if fans stop going, that minority is actually becoming the majority because it's mm. stopping other people going. Are you pitching yeah. that to the RFL's marketing Yeah, department? don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. That should be the signs all over Old Trafford on Saturday. They're not in Australia, they don't, don't be a dick. Yeah, it's, don't be swearing here. And I also think oh, yeah. that um, we shouldn't think that any club is unaffected by mm. this. I think it, that there is an element that is prevalent Everyone's in got every ones. club. Everyone's got bad ones. And that's why the sport needs to do something about it, even if it's banning someone. Everyone's got bad ones. Uh, League One promotion playoff final. Don't know who's got bad ones here. Uh, Workington Town versus Doncaster. Uh, it's not got any monetary value attached to this one because it's probably worth. It's 125 grand. Um, Workington, of course, got the week off. Doncaster, who beat Keithley on the buzzer. What an ending! What a match! It sounded like I didn't watch it. I was working, and I saw the score. Doncaster, there you go. It's all about peaking at the right time. Two teams who were they both formed in the nineteen fifties. I'm mixing working up with somebody else in Cumbria. I can't remember which one. Was it Rich? Was it all the um, interviews that Casey had done? Is that what did them in the end? But tired from too many media interviews. But Doncaster, Sorry, that was a joke. I didn't even finish didn't fifth. Get that, Doncaster, but have made the uh, the, the Leeds Rhinos of League One playoff promotion final thing. The Hull FC are they still the Hull FC? I don't think they are anymore. Whitehaven are. Well, I mean, there's, there's a link because I think they're, they're doing a camp this week to try and get some of the best Cumbrian young players. Is that the down excuse that Brett Watson's using at the moment? Like we Cumbria need more Cumbrians. He said. Yeah. I think they've announced the um, Manu Matul. New deal or new contract extension money. I think that was embargoed till six o'clock. I He's been a great. He, he has <laughs> couldn't have done a lot more this year. The interesting thing you were saying is there's a story. Whoever wins the Super League Grand Final, there's a story. Whoever wins that League One promotion spot because it either is the revival of Cumbrian Rugby League if Barrow and Workington yeah. go up to join Whitehaven, and again that's something that we should celebrate. Um, or it's South Yorkshire getting another foothold in the championship, the derby with Sheffield next year, and that can only help, you know, interest in a, whether we like it or not, it's still a development area, even if it goes back to the 1950s for Doncaster and, and Sheffield's 40-year celebration. Whoever wins that game, it's a good news story for rugby league. If I'm a League One club, I'm hoping Workington, because it's less to travel. I drove past Adelaide from the way here, and there are things going on. Wow. There are actual things going I on. Mean, in if you're a Wakefield or a Cass fan, you'd be very jealous. But there is a legacy of you know. The, I mean, I don't know exactly when the the finish date is, but you can there see will a be stadium. a stadium. Legacy, yeah. you legacy, can see legacy stadium. Still work. I mean, unfortunately, it's in 
Should be I part of Sheffield. But no, look, it's a stand, but that was a joke. Um, but it's near yeah. the English Institute of Sport, yes, so they've had is, a massive yeah. intake. It's where there is actually real estate. Players, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, again, go I, to Meadow Hall. You know. Either South Yorkshire becomes yeah. a little bit more of a Taco Bell. What's <laughs> <laughs> the scene do? Yeah. So day out. I live in Sheffield. I'm, I'm obviously a supporter. of Destination the location. There's yeah. some interesting pubs in that area for away supporters. I understand. So, yeah. No comment. No. But the um, either way, it's a good news story for the sport. But it's also this desperate need to escape from League One because of the uncertainties of funding well, for, yeah, for League yeah. One going forward. So it's a massive game for both of those I clubs and their future. That, that's the thing, you know. Someone in the NRFL disputed the information that I had from certain clubs about the funding, and it's all set in stone. But the, the clubs don't know what there will be in 2023. And if there is two sets of ten, what if you're not in that top, 16, top, yeah. top eight great grasping in the championship, you are which, dead in the morning. Which if you aren't in the championship in 2022, yes, you don't you even have, have a chance yeah. of getting in that And from what I understand, I mean, I think Halifax and One Club who apparently are spending a lot more next year. To than ensure that they're to in ensure, the yeah, top Which, eight. you know, is a gamble, but maybe it's the right gamble. We, we won't know, but... Yeah, you're right. I, I think, think it's a gamble for a sport that hasn't got a plan going on ahead of, ahead of a year. But. Exactly. Yeah. But that that is always the problem with rugby league, isn't it? That it's it's boom or bust. And the and the reality, I mean, at least in my view, and I could be very wrong, but building on what we were saying about the oversaturation in certain areas, there are certain areas of the sport that need more support and more investment mm. than others. And one of those is London, the South. I think one of those is South Yorkshire. I think one of those is Newcastle. I think Cumbria. Well, at least needs some strategy. And and you could say Absolutely. you know France is. Is another area. I think um, if we are serious about sustainability at a time when that is so difficult to achieve in all walks of life, mm. you have to make plans for this that aren't solely about what's on the field. And I know people keep saying, "Oh, that's the only way you can decide things." I'm not sure. I think you've got to be cleverer than that. I think we're in a we're a time at the moment where actually everybody benefits if we get if we get it right, mm. whereas nobody does if it's just. Whoever wants to overspend this year, <laughs> in the hope of perhaps some gold at the end of a rainbow that might not even exist next year, mm. you're just going going down a path we've been down for 125 years, which is why we've never sustained. And, and the other thing as well that I agree, some of the Brian Noble has said is that we should stop looking at this as expansion, and that calling expansion um, the opposite to traditionalism, mm. that it's growth. That if your business doesn't well, grow... Well, Cannelands is an expansion. They've been playing rugby league in that area for, what, yeah. 60 years, 70 years, more? You know, It, it was a merger of two existing clubs. Cumbria is 50 or 60 years yeah. in the making, yeah. but have we done it properly? Yeah. There are still a lot of great youngsters coming There's out of Cumbria. There's a difference between doing it properly and... yeah. But you'd want those youngsters to stay in Cumbria. So mm. strategic talks around the three of you now can provide the base for something that competes at a higher level, mm. but you all get... A stake in that, and you all retain your identity. It's exactly the kind of conversations we should be having. Cumbria has been doing that for decades, hasn't it? Producing players that have gone on to play in Super League, as has Absolutely. London with your. But if you they stayed in and, those areas, yeah, yeah. that's sustainable growth. Mm. London will become an academy that produces great talent for another sport mm. and a few Super League clubs that can Saint afford. Lawrence, yeah. That's not yeah. what London should be about after 40 years. Cumbria's the same. You know, we're, 
we are we still have a really strong community game in Cumbria that produces the quality of player that could go on like a Morgan Knowles, um, and there are hundreds of other examples, Kyle anymore, from that area that want to stay in that area and well, want that area to be successful. I think I was um, talking with Mr. Mr. Wilson, formerly of this program, on uh, on I'm social media. He's still part of this family, he's just mo- not here. Mor- morally, he's, he's with us. Um, and, and my point was that you know promotion and relegation doesn't work no. in English rugby league, and I think I think he was agreeing, and someone might have said, but it's you know it's part of our sporting it's in DNA, our DNA, which yeah. which I do agree, but sporting de- sporting yeah. culture cultures change. Yeah, but apparently, so is racist abuse on the touchline. <laughs> the other thing that's in our DNA. So so is cocaine in the uh, field, but. Well, the other thing. No, but cult- our... cultures do change over no, time. No, rub- but rugby right. league cultures change. <coughs> the other thing in our DNA is yeah. having thirty-one clubs playing in a single division, where not everybody plays each other home and away. We've had that for a number of years. You know, we we have consistently changed our. We've had three divisions, mm. two divisions. There isn't anything in in our culture that mm. we haven't already had before. We've just never stuck with one mm. for long enough to actually see the benefit of it and. That's what we need to be looking at now. And if that involves a degree of change, we've never had in the sport the huge distinction between full-time and part-time. Yeah. Other sports have that to a degree, but not to the same degree. And other sports, apart from boxing, are not as physical or as taxing. But if you look at, if you talk to Rugby Union and look at what they're doing, they've virtually pulled up the drawbridge yeah. between the Premiership and the Championship. And the teams that move between the two are the same teams. So uh, there, is, there is coming a point where that's going to stop, um, and it won't be long. The, the same would happen in Scottish football if they could. Yes. Uh, but I think you, sometimes you need to take the lead. You need to be, mm. If we're going to be innovative, as well as being family, we just need to say, right, this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it, this is how it benefits everybody, this is how everybody gets a share of it, but it isn't necessarily what, what we have at the moment. Would you, would you like to see... You know the Chugan Seahawks up against the Brisbane Broncos, or the Maitland Pumpkin Pickers up against. It doesn't, it doesn't it's not gonna. It's not gonna get businesses or a billion dollar TV deal. That's the sad reality. But the other sad reality. But the Maitland Pumpkin Pickers can produce players yeah, like Luke Dawn, absolutely. who go on to play for the Knights or Manly or Castleford or whoever. But also, I think the, there is have a, a place in the there is a realization that if the elite element of your sport brings in the resource and the, the funding is structured in such a way that everybody benefits, you don't structure your competition towards the team that is at the bottom of the food chain. You structure it to sustain in the top, and I don't think we've ever done that. I like that John uh, asked, do you think we've done by about half seven? 20 past already. Who uh, asked? John. I might get in trouble. For oh, on. well, I hope so, because... Uh, <laughs> Troubles are middle night. Is it like uh, <laughs> danger? Danger powers. Fa- family members who want to kick out other family members of their uh, their group is that, that, that the kind of League One mantra? There's a, there's a certain family member of mine I'd like to kick out because she uh, she married a Roosters uh, supporter and now wears Roosters gears and goes to Roosters, even though we're all a family of Manly fans. I mean, that's a traitor. You shouldn't at the highest level. I think just anyway. finally on that. What structure do you, do you have? We, we pride return on investment. We had Simon Johnson on the programme saying it's an integral part of what the RFL are trying to achieve. Return on investment means you cannot solely rely on what happens on the field. You've got to make some strategic decisions 
about what works best for the sport. Liam asked, what have those Aussie teams won historically? Yeah, what have the Maitland Pumpkin pick? Have they ever won the thing, trophy? The real NRL. The Premiership, yeah. Yeah, the real I, think, NRL. I think I have. That's, that's what it's called, well, it used to be called. The real NRL. <laughs> the original NRL. NRL, standing for Newcastle Rugby League. Um, yeah, I think they have, you know, Lakes United, uh, West, West Newcastle. There's lots Double of proud, dogs. Proud, proud clubs, yeah. The Gorilla Gorillas. You know, there's there's lots of great clubs out there. But We're not going to dispute I do like the Redcliffe Dolphins. Yeah. Who um, might be the 17th? Well, they, they, they make a lot of money in the Queensland Cup. on a franchise Cup. basis. Queensland Cup is a, is a very profitable, very... I th- and I know. think that's the other thing that we've said hundreds of times on here, that if you have a licensing stroke franchise system in some way, it doesn't mean that it's closed. Mm. You can still have the ability to promote and relegate teams. But it's not about Halifax deciding in one given year they're going to buy as much mm. talent as they can to elevate yes. themselves, but the infrastructure isn't... Isn't yeah. there? And you, you because all you're building is a high pole without mm. a safety net. And you promote and expand from a position of strength, yep. not from a position of weakness. And yes. that we're struggling. Let's just throw in a new team like Crusaders. Oh, they went bust. I'm surprised at that. Yeah. Paris, they were an artificial entity. Who was their CEO? Was that someone else? Did he was sent in by the oh. RFL to right. clear up the mess. I um, the bodies. Wind them down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it'd be fair to predict a winner in that game because I've seen precisely zero League One games this season. Uh, I, th- I think there'll be a great crowd. It'd be a great game. Yeah. So if you're in the Workington area, and that kicks off, at, kicks off at TBC. So we're looking forward to it on Sunday. <laughs> um, it's on um, <laughs> on the hour It's on sport, sportsman.com. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Good work. <clears throat> Good work from uh, the Fred. Um, also on Sunday, it I is. I think it's one o'clock. Is it one o'clock? The, it clashes uh, with the women's shield. The women's shield, shield, which hopefully I'll be there. Fingers crossed. Um, Toulouse versus Featherson Rovers. Here's the game where everyone wants Toulouse to win, apart from Peter and Featherson. Obviously, I want Featherson to win <laughs> for family reasons. He, he, played, he played all right, didn't he? Yeah. This week? Top try scorer. Tough, tough, to, tough to stop. He's a big lad for he's a, a winger. Big, they're all, as I said, they're all big. They're but all big than Gales. He'd fit in the second row. Um, so it'd be great if uh, Featherson got promoted here because it would it'd be hilarious because um, everyone would be really annoyed there'd be a rhubarb derby every yeah, week it'd be great we'd just take over um, but obviously everyone wants to lose to win because they're foreign and exciting and French but uh, Fev could spoil the party can I just interrupt that, that, that centre I don't know how you say that is it Jusami with his Mullet and the turned up. I mean that that. Can you get any more? Can you get any more Gallic than that? <laughs> well, he's kind of a cross between Ryan Pappenhausen and some sort of Frenchman for the fifties with a with a beret and a yeah the turned up. I mean yeah. Yeah, how many people are going to turn up at Old Trafford dressed in berets and strings of onion? That's what I'm worried about. That's what, that's what we're panning to a stereotype. Yeah, that's what we think the French are like. Smoking. We've watched a lot we know what he's like. I actually don't know who's going to win that game. No. Because I think both were very impressive mm. in parts of their game last week. Um, Toulouse in the second half in particular after Battler's gallant shout in the first. And Featherstone just seem to have every base covered. They, they are such a good... 
the big side, aren't they? They've I was going to say a well, a, a well coached team. I actually do think James Webster has done a really, really good. Prepared them for the middle eight. I do not know why. Yeah. Well, I, I do is know he why. Is he coming to Leedsville? No, he's been, not for he's, a weekend. He's, but he's been. He's been. See the site. We sent. No, we ne- sent next him year. I don't think so. No, I think there the, goes the Russell Helms fan um, on Twitter, Mister Mister Mav. <laughs> no, I don't think he is. I think somebody else might be, but not mm. him. Um, but he's done. No, he's done a very good job, James. Wilson. But I think he's recruited yeah. a really good team. Yeah. They, yeah, they. I can't really see a weakness in the way that they play. And even when they're put under pressure, the the defensive structures are really, really good. They've got strike everywhere. Um, not only your your cousin on the wing, but uh, Connor Jones is clearly a threat in the middle very of the field. Player. Dane Chisholm, they can bring off the bench to change a game. It, I don't think it's a given that Toulouse will win that. There will be pressure on Toulouse mm. because the weight of expectation could well... What did they have? Just short of 7,000 there officially. Last Saturday, they're talking maybe 10 this, this week. I think I think the... There's the, pressure? Yeah. Oh, no, there is. And they obviously... Um, wasn't, was it? No, it wasn't last year. It was the year, the year before they... They lost to Featherston. Featherston came yep. over and, and, and you know, did that. Well, so you could say the they, they choked a little bit, but Absolutely. Toulouse seemed to be because they've had that core there. Yes, you know, Carella, Cook. Yep. They've had a core there for a long, yeah. long Jonathan time. Jonathan Ford again is yeah. so. Um, Castrian. But everybody's talking about when London went to Toronto. And it, happened. And it, was, a, it was a given that Toronto wouldn't get promoted. Yep. It was going to be great for the game and open new markets. And oh dear. London went, could we just have a little bit of a say in that? So I, I am really looking forward to this game because I genuinely do think this one goes off level. Um, whatever whatever we might like to see the sport look like post-match. Um, We'd just I brand it as Yorkshire League, wouldn't we? I just think, <laughs> yeah, but this is Yorkshire that, that haven't, in, had, haven't had a grand finalist since 2017, but has the majority of teams in the competition. Just chant Yorkshire every day. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like no, I, I think the way Featherstone played against Halifax, and I haven't seen enough of them this year, um, but I was just impressed with the, the manner in which they went about their business. Fair. Although I do think it, it, it benefits having a week off at, at that level as well. Proper kit. Butchers aprons. And all that jazz. And they've got the best stadium in the uh, well, draft postcode. Again, they? something that the sport needs to look at in terms of facilities. Yeah, well, I think they, if they do go up the league, better floodlights because they didn't look great on the telly. Not brilliant. And I've been in, I've been in the mini gallery. Well, didn't there, uh, Scott Morell mention that? Yes. Get, <laughs> get, get hammered by Featherston. Well, but, I'll just say that. But no, I, I, I think it'd be it'd be a terrific game, and may the best team win, um, may the game benefit from the best team. win. Fanson could win two trophies on Sunday because they're in the Shield final in the Women's Super League against Huddersfield, which will be an interesting game, having seen Huddersfield a couple of weeks ago against Wakefield. It would be somewhat ironic if we went Toronto Lee to lose. Oh, Toronto Lee, Featherstone, but yeah. I think Fev would Enjoy be, your own. I think Fev would be more to Super League than Lee. But, uh, more leopard skin. Outfits <laughs> or. Has he sued uh, Super League yet? Yeah. Oh, it depends on what happens this week, doesn't it? As he might if it's to lose. He wouldn't if it was Featherstone. He'd just give him all Featherstone all his players. I think. Yeah, good one. Recycling all the. Uh, well, I don't want to say rubbish. That's a bit, bit unfair, isn't it? Um, Andrew Dobson's last game. Yes. Which 
her career needs celebrating. It does. One of the absolute stalwarts of Women's Rugby League plays for Featherstone in her final match. I think they missed an open Sheffield. goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think they missed an open goal, not naming the Wonder of Steel off after this year. But, you know. Again, her story needs telling in the build up to that game, and it hasn't been yet. Hopefully, it will be. Um, you can read about her in 40 20 magazine. We've done a feature on her. New Sheffield Development Officer and uh, coach of the Scotland women's team. And that's the hors d'oeuvre for the uh, the final game of the domestic. Well, it's not the final game of the domestic season because to lose Febs after, isn't it? But the uh, final top level elite thing St Helens versus Leeds. Again, the top two teams yeah. playing the last game of the season, which is how it should be. Woman of Steel versus the last Woman of Steel. Do you get? I mean, probably the wrong question to Phil, but do you, considering St Helens are going for a, a treble, aren't they? Do you give Leeds a, much of a chance? The only, they seem pretty unstoppable. The only well. thing that works in Leeds' advantage, from what I've seen, is the way they played in the semi-final that they should have been out of it by half-time and they found something within themselves mm. to claw them back into the game. The semi-final of the Challenge Cup that finished 2012, Saints were better than that 2012 scoreline, but Leeds wouldn't go away. And I have a feeling that, like with the first-team men that played this week, Saints will start off at 100 mile an hour. Um, they'll try and blow Leeds away early on. But if Leeds can hang in there, which they didn't do in the men's game, they've got some players that could even be playing their last game that that could see them over the line. Um, That'd be Leeds have got a couple of senior people back. I think Amy Johnson's back and then Mr. Mr. Forward clearly. Um, but no, Saints have been the best team. There's a there's a determination about everything they've done since getting back in January. It's the core of the women's international team that was preparing to play in the World Cup and even though that's been delayed those preparations have gone on there's, a, there's an England international for women coming up mm. that they all want to be part of personnel wise Saints will win that game but there's something about Leeds teams in a grand final be they men or women over recent years that they've found a way to win if it's raining if it's if it's you know Going to the affect other team has a drug bus before the kick-off. <laughs> um, no, it'll be a, it could be a, a, a massive weekend for St Helens. You know, it could. Both could. The men and, and the and, women. And I mean, you would that would be an amazing achievement uh, for any club, but you know, if they can do that, yeah. yeah we didn't quite capitalise on it when they did it, did they? When we met that grand final. Uh, no, it was all pretty much low-key, wasn't yeah. it? And it's good to see that the women's game has grown in the last couple of years yeah. and it's getting more attention and and it'll respect. have proper coverage and yeah. it'll have proper cameras and it'll have a... You know, if they've got 29,000 for a semi-final, you'd think that they might get... On a Sunday mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's International, international Football Week Weekend, football, yeah, so yeah. There isn't, it isn't going to be up against Premiership competition, then you might get 50, 60, 80,000 people watching. And if it's a great game, mm-hmm. it can only enhance women's sport. The key... Because you mentioned that game earlier in the season when Saints beat Leeds and that was when they believed they could beat them. Because before that they didn't believe and now they do. And I think Saints will win. However, if, if I could fit in it, I'd, I'd wear it. But I can't because it's too small. But I'd... Scoey's last shirt. Yeah. Well, his actual shirt. Well, there's no mud on it, so clearly somebody who didn't make a tackle. Can I? Well, 
centenary season, back to the old Leeds St John's colours. Oh, I felt like they had a good patch, you know, with the quarters. Do you want to buy that? <laughs> DM, slip into my DMs. Um, I hope it's a great game. I uh, hope it's a wonderful spectacle I'm, for women's sport. All the people have the games they want. Have you told her, by the way, that you think it's a college game? I told her at the start of the season. She won't be speaking to you. No. We might try and get her on next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try. She'll come, she'll come on one day. I know it's in the bio leads of Renfrey says she's a regular on the BBC and the Super League, she's not mentioned us. Give yeah, these people a start. <laughs> and uh, in front of hopefully a, a, a rapturous crowd at Old Trafford. Do you know Billions. what? Can, can we not mention the crowd? In front of people. Um, hopefully you two in the press box. Well, we're performing, didn't you know? We're, we're a duet. <laughs> I won't be there, I'll be Kaplan and Davidson uh, featuring the songs. People didn't uh, want to buy tickets. It's like Simon yeah. and Garfunkel, but... Without, without, without they, like it's after having throat cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. uh, I, I won't be there this year because I'm at the Wayfield Trinity Ladies End of Season Awards because I've been invited, so that's good. Like, I can get fed as well, so... You know, don't I, I, don't like, I don't like the old traffic. Is it the Weatherby Whaler? It's at the It's at the home of Ruby Lake. The Rolling Shack. Yeah. So I'll take the camera, see what we can get. Um... St Helens versus Catalans. Everyone wants Catalans to win, apart from St Helens who wants St Helens to win, and apart from people who don't like the French. So. <laughs> That's a lot of people. <laughs> Sam Tonkins versus Lachlan Coote, if he's fit. Sam Tonkins, that is. Oh, yes. Um <laughs> James Roby, um, James Maloney, Jack Wellsby, a lot of forward people who just run around and bash people. Morvin Knowles Bangar series one that I'm particularly looking forward to. Yeah. Well I think I think the funny thing, just looking back at the Magic Weekend. I'm going to tell them um, there was obviously Double Crew. I can't I can't remember the conversations with, with you two or, or Mr. Wilson or Mr. Scofield, but there was a lot of moaning when Golden Point came in and all oh, not not yourself but others. I didn't see a lot of moaning after the Magic Weekend <laughs> when there was back to back. Yeah, funny that. Um Good no, I think I think that, that game that, that particularly, not the Leeds whole game, but the, the Catalan and Helms game, when they shipped 18 points in five minutes, was just insane. One of the most insane games I've ever seen mm. in 40 years. Um, I think that shows, that gives Catalans the belief that they can go on. I, st- I still think St Helens are slight favourites. The bookers are making them favourites. Yeah, I mean, I think if one or two years in a row, you look at the way it played literally all season... You know, the dism- I mean, the way they dismantled Leeds. I mean, Leeds did kind of well to kind of be in it for a bit. You know, they could have been beaten by 50 or 60. Yeah. Um, but the way that the form that Alex Wormsley's in and that forward pack, I mean, he's just destroying teams. But I, I think the guy who's the most underestimated in that St. Helens pack, which sounds ridiculous because he's the master of his craft and has been for 18 seasons, is James Rogan. Mm. Because not only does he play the full 80 minutes now, now, but he has done for a long time, but he's still at his age playing the full mm. 80 minutes. But if he didn't give Wormsley the service mm. that he gets, the absolutely precise moment to give him mm. the, the best ball, Wormsley would be well, less effective. I think, Roby, to me, is, is the key. And I think your, your mentioning of that game at Magic, yes, it gives the Dragons the belief. I have a feeling it gives Saints the motivation to yeah, it does. not let that happen again. Mm. I think. I think also... You mentioned Roby, but they are just such a, a well-oiled machine. Mm. 
across the field. You know, mm-hmm. you can talk about Coot at the back, you can talk about Makinson and Grace and the work they do Grace off finish. the ball, the, the finish, but also the meters, the way they start the sets. And then Nagama and Percival, mm-hmm. the skill they have. I mean, Lewis Dodd, he's a, he's a superstar and I make him. I think he'll be playing for England in the next 12 to Well, certainly should months. be playing for England Knights. Yeah. against Jamaica I mean losing Theo but, Farge but Lomax slipped back into yeah. the team as if he'd yeah. never been away yeah. but the thing about Saints on and Morgan Knowles I well, mean, the thing yeah. about Saints on Friday that I think meant they were never going to be beaten and why I think they're a threat and Tompkins has to play for mm. for Catalan to drop Morg back onto the bench to give them something extra when he comes on was the Saints substitute because mm. it's very rare that people come on and actually the intensity level is not only maintained but, but goes up. I think, I think we saw that in the Challenge Cup final. I yeah. mean, the work that McCarthy, Scarsbrook and Kyle Amor are doing, the numbers they're posting, you know, they, they've not got and then a well, lot of recognition. And then Wellsby, who can play anywhere, yeah. coming off the bench. I mean, he, he's good enough to be starting at full-back, centre, six, wherever, and virtually every four, other every four. other team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, a, he's just a talent. Mm. Um so yeah, I think I think Catalans have got their their work cut out for them. But in saying that, they're also a very talented team with a lot of experience. James Maloney has played in however many grand finals. He's won Origins. He's played for Australia. Well, I think you look at their spine. If Tomkins plays, which I spine. think he has to, he'd been there, done that. Mm. Maloney being there, done that. Drinkwater can control the game. How, how did Drinkwater not get in the, the dream team? I mean, you look at his numbers. Michael McAlorum. I mean, the world's slowest intercept and try, but still, he got there. You're looking at that spine. It's great. But I think you also do have to bring somebody off the bench who can change a game, because there'll be a period where... that's Morg. That's Morg and that's Wellesby. Mm. If Sam Tompkins doesn't play, I genuinely think Saints will win. And I think it might follow the same pattern as the Challenge Cup final. It'll be close at half-time, but they'll close it down. I think he'll definitely play, whether he's injected up or what. And the fact they've got Morgan on the bench, who is a full-back, yeah. you know, if, if after 10, 20 minutes he's struggling... I just don't yeah. even go into a game like with a player that's... I'd, I'd yeah. rather you don't play a player that's, that isn't fully fit. I think he's that, but if that he's vital, fit yeah. and he plays and he can exert influence on the game, mm. Morgan drops back to the bench, then I reckon it is anybody's game. I think, I think also someone who's been in probably career-best form, at least since 2017 at Cass, is Mike McLeakin. You know, he's, mm. he's thrived... Well, I also Australians. think that they've got more out of Julian Bousquet and mm. Mikael Goudemont than um, they have had in previous... De- Whereas we talked very very sketchily at the beginning of the programme about maybe the Wigan forwards haven't kicked on. Those two have. You know, Bousquet look, look, look is... Look at Tom Davies, the form that he's in. And also, you, you, you talk about the forward pack. I think the question around Callens at the start of the year in pre-season was they lost a lot of experience. They lost mm. a lot of forwards. They lost Remy Castillo or Samuel Falau. When whatever mm-hmm. Falao does, um, plays park footy in the Gold Coast, whatever. Um, joins joins right wing parties, um, but you know they they lost a lot of key experienced players, and I think that the thinking was they've gone too small. You know they might get bullied in the forwards, and then they bring Cassiano off the bench. But they've been the best team all the, year, haven't the, they? So, the two the yeah. two teams have responded best to the rule changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they've got athletic players who can play long minutes and speed out a dummy half, and nobody does it as well as St Helens and Catalan do it. And I genuinely hope that we get a replica of Magic Weekend. I think we're more likely to get a game that is a bit like the Challenge Cup final. It's a mm. 
there'll be some flashes of absolute brilliance, but it'll be a bit like the NRL grand final. It'll be less points scored. It'll be a, a bit cagey. I, I can't. I can't see either side being, you know, winning by a big score. But, no, I um, hope not. Yeah, it should be a fantastic spectacle because they are the two best teams in yeah. in the country. Uh, Mark says Robbie is the man. Well, however, in two countries. Wellsby is the stardust. Who's going to win the? Uh, should be Rob Burrow medal, but it isn't. You're asking two people if we're allowed to go. Who may be able to vote for it? Before the game is played, you want us to I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Tompkins I, I or Roby, there you go. Yeah, I yeah, clearly yeah. think that if, if Catalan are going win, to win it, then Maloney will have had a big say in that. Mm. Um, and I think that if, if Saints are going to win it, clearly Waltz is going to have had a big say in it. But yeah. they're only the odds that a bookie yeah. would give you. I, I, I don't know. There could be a... a a star performer out of somewhere. You know, I, I, I'm a massive admirer of Dean Farrer. Mm. I, I've always liked the way he plays. I think when he came over at his absolute peak playing for New Zealand, he can do some special things. Mm. He's a great defender, but he's got wonderful hands. For all I know, he's going to be the man of the match because he's going to either score or set up three his tries career, for his win. His career was going so well at Manly until he went to Penrith, and that was the downhill. But, but, he, but he's got something, that, again, that he could, yeah. like Percival can for St Helens, he could produce something out of nothing that could be the game-breaker. I, I genuinely don't know. I think the, the good thing about Catalans, too, in previous years, it's always been the imports, you know, whether mm. it be Stacey Jones or Todd Carney or Steve Menzies, but there is... You know, I think it's 15 out of that 27-man squad are French. Absolutely. And there's some really exciting young French players, as well as some, you know, Busquets, your Garcia's, your Batieri's, you know, um, Phil Yaha. So it's, uh, that's great to see. No odds on whether William McCarthy's Garza will swear on the telly, though. Short odds. Yeah. Uh, it'll be swearing in 4020 magazine, for sure. Will the young stars of the final be made available to the media after the game, or will they be shuttered off by the clubs, asked JML TV? I don't know, are we having a mix on again? Are we, well, are we're we not sure, to, because not... at the end of this week, we're getting back to press conferences, actually, in, in, in the round. I don't think, I don't think we'll get yeah. the same access as we've had in the past. No. The world has changed, viewer. Um, John, thanks for coming in. Buy the balls, Patreon. Thing. Patreon thing. Yeah, yeah. rugbyleaguehub.com yeah, on reads. Things on the internet. Give me some money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pay yeah. my deep attention fee. <laughs> you've, got to put, you've got to finish the magazine. Are you going to do the magazine this week? Uh, it's, it's a busy week. It's probably the busiest week of the year. You're going to write two magazines. <laughs> <laughs> Twice the amount of work. Because of the uh, the deadlines and the fact that we go to print after the Featherston to lose game it's going to be hectic but we love it it'll all be reflected thank goodness they went, mentioned Martin if I beat the chasers because that's half my colour written no. um, we'll be back at some point next week I'm not exactly sure when yet we won't be live that is for sure but we will be back next week to reflect on the grand finals may the best teams win uh, whomever uh, they are but uh, yeah we'll find out what happens next week Sports Social Podcast Network Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.